I'm going to cut this whole bit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's pretty good. I'll see if it's good and then decide whether to cut. And I will. Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from Jeffrey, whose request is, I would like you to do a review of the NATO phonetic alphabet, similar to your review of the regular alphabet. If you dislike one of the words in the NATO phonetic alphabet, please suggest an alternative word. Can we assume that our listeners are all familiar with what the NATO phonetic alphabet is? Some of them might know it by its more accurate name, the International Radio Telephony Spelling Alphabet. I am almost certain that none of them know it by that name instead. <laughs> That's probably true, but it is technically more accurate, according to Wikipedia. Citation needed. Great, let's insist on calling it. I can't remember what that name is. It's been too long. International Radio Telephony Spelling Alphabet, or URSA. So the NATO alphabet is a way of assigning short words to the letters so that when you're spelling something out to somebody, it's harder for them to mishear you. Just in case anybody's not clear... The idea is the same as when you're spelling your name to somebody over the phone when you're making a reservation and you say P is in Peter. It's that same idea, but codified, so that there's a standard set of things that you say. Like I would spell my name as B as in Bob, E as in Edward, N as in Ned. How often are you forced to spell out your first name for people, Ben? People actually ask me to repeat it a fair amount. I'm not sure why. Do you mumble? Probably. Well, there we go. Let's start by running through the whole alphabet quickly, and then we'll do our reviews. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't take much time to just list all of them first. Okay. So I'll do A through L, and then you do M through Z. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, Hotel, India, Juliet, Kilo, Lima. Mike, November, Oscar, Papa, Quebec, Romeo. Sierra, Tango, Uniform, Victor, Whiskey, X-Ray, Yankee, Zulu. All right, so now Ben and I are going to go through these telephony spelling alphabet entries and rate them. First of all, Alpha. This seems like it should be an easy high rating, but you'll notice that they've done something wrong here. Yeah. This is spelled A-L-F-A. Instead of A-L-P-H-A. This is insane. This is literally an insane spelling. I think alpha spelled correctly is an alternate way of spelling this, which seems weird. That should be the standard. Yeah. This definitely loses points for having this ridiculous confusion about something that should be a very basic decision. Yeah, so I'd say if they had spelled it correctly... Then I would be considering five. Yeah, but given this, I'd say three. Yeah. It's really jarring to see A-L-F-A. Maybe the idea is that's easier to write. There has to be some reason for this. Not a good one, as far as I can tell, and I'm not investigating. Fair enough. Let's move on to B. Bravo. I like this one. It's it's an unusual choice, I think. If you're going through words that start with B, this isn't one that comes to mind quickly. I think Bravo is a good choice here. Yeah, I'm going to say 4.5. Yeah, I was going to say that it also has a nice military alphabet kind of feel, but the only reason I think that is that it's used in that already. <laughs> yeah, a surprising number of these are going to have that feature, where I associate them with the military alphabet feel. Yeah, there, actually there are a bunch of different military alphabets, all with slightly different systems for this, but we'll focus just on the NATO spelling alphabet for radio telephones. 
Was that the name? Did I get right? <laughs> International Radio Telephony Spelling Alphabet. IRSA. It's not hard to remember. Wait, was that IRFA or IRSA? Spell it out for me. <laughs> I as in India, R as in Romeo, S as in Sierra, and A as in Alpha. But I spelled Alpha correctly in my head just now. Yeah, I think you're supposed to just say India, Romeo, Sierra, Alpha. It's quicker than saying I as in whatever. What if I needed to spell Bravo for somebody? Then you'd start with Bravo and then say four more of these. And then if they want you to spell out each of those, it would take you a while. <laughs> right, so what rating are we giving Bravo? I said 4.5. I'm going to say 4. Okay, 4 is fair. I'm not writing down the grades this time. Some intrepid listener can write them down for us post them on the forums. All right, so we're on Charlie. I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like the ones that are names. Well, mostly I don't like that it starts with a CH, which is, to me, pretty different from just a C. If, like, the S or T one started with SH and TH, that would seem pretty wrong. Would it? Yeah. Hang on, I'm gonna have you note that it says there are two permissible pronunciations, Charlie and Charlie. What? Are you not looking at the same page as me? Oh, yeah, it's off to the right on the table, I see that. Yeah, where it tells you how to pronounce... Yeah, using IPA. Charlie or Charlie. That's not IPA. No, the bit before that, where it has, like, the integral symbol for the SH. I think we're looking at different pages. Look at the uh, rightmost column. It's labeled phonic pronunciation. It's labeled consolidated transcription. Can I promise you that we're looking at different pages? I'm looking at the Wikipedia article titled NATO Phonetic Alphabet. And are you looking at the image that occurs on the top right? Uh, no, I scrolled down to a bigger table. Oh, okay, I've been looking at this top right thing. They probably have the same information. <laughs> they clearly don't! The one I'm looking at has more information. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm going to cut this whole bit. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like it's pretty good. I'll see if it's good and then decide whether to cut. And I will. That is a good strategy. So, Charlie or Charlie? The question this raises to me is, are there people named Charlie who pronounce it Charlie? I feel like if I were to say Charlie in a French accent, that's what I would say it like. Ah, Charlie, blah, blah, blah. That's all the French I could muster. Okay, but let's keep in mind that this is intended for use in English. Ben, it is the International Radio Telephony Spelling Alphabet. Why on earth do you think it's intended for use only in English? Apart from the fact that it's clearly the English-Roman alphabet. The words are mostly English words or proper names. That's a fair point. It feels very English-based to me. England or just, like, the language English? It's NATO, so it should be North Atlantic English in general. <laughs> okay, is that a thing? Are we just excluding the Australians from this now? They probably have their own phonetic alphabet, don't they? I think there are many different standards for this, and we're looking at a particular one probably the most widely used of them. It's certainly the one that most people will hit upon if they search for the Wikipedia entry on the NATO phonetic alphabet. Or, more accurately, the International Radio Telephony Spelling Alphabet. Or URSA. <laughs> I feel like it should be the International Radio Telephony Spelling Alphabet, comma, endorsed by NATO, or something like that. Maybe it's a misnomer and NATO has nothing to do with this. That would be amazing if NATO's like, we've been trying to shake this reputation for so long. We don't care... Whether you say Diaz and Delta, doesn't matter. Stop making people think we don't know how to spell Alpha. <laughs> if I were NATO, I'd be so upset that somebody misspelled Alpha in my name. So for Charlie. 
Yeah, I like this one less given the alternate pronunciations, because as much as I don't think that CH should be starting the C word, I really don't think SH should be starting it. <laughs> I agree. You didn't like it to start with. What is it now, like a 1.5? A 1? I'm going to say a 1. Alright, 1 it is. And we need to come up with a proposed replacement. The main question here is whether it should start with a K type of C or an S type of C, and I think K type is better. I like these starting with hard plosives. Here's the thing. The K entry is going to have to start with a K sound, and the S entry should start with an S sound. Yeah. So I feel like the CH sound is the thing that's going to uniquely indicate the letter C. I feel like all those H digraphs are kind of their own things. So you want to expand the international radio telephony spelling alphabet to include, like, the che and the sh and the... Ideally, we'd do alphabet reform in general and introduce new letters for those. I wonder if anyone's made a spelling alphabet for, like, the orthography reform that Shaw had. Shavian. Yeah. That'd be... Alright, here are some ideas for people if they want to figure out requests to send us is more crazy alternate alphabet stuff. That's what we love to hear. We're going to get like five people sending in duplicates of that idea now. Audience, be creative. Alright, so how about camel for C? Camel? I don't think that sounds like any of the other words. No, that's pretty good. It's short, easy to say. How about calculus? That's a little long. I guess there are some three-syllable ones on here. There are some three-syllable ones. Well, we'll get into that when we get to them. I think three syllables is a bit too much. Alright, I think camel's good. I liked calculus, but I think camel could work. Calculus has the advantage of having another C in it, for emphasis. Yeah. Moving on to D, we have delta. I like it! Yeah, I like the Greek alphabet ones in general. That's why I was prepared to give alpha 5 before I found out about the horrible problems. I always assume that the main time people use this is in plane-related situations. Oh. And I feel like there's a high incidence of collision. <laughs> Because there is, in fact, a major airline called Delta. That's right, that's potentially confusing. And the whole point of this thing is for people to not be confused. Right, if you were, like, spelling out areas near where a river comes into a sea, it's by the Delta, and then they think you're talking about the River Delta, but really you were just starting to spell something. Yeah, you'll be like, November, India, Lima, Echo, Delta, and they'll be like, Niled? I've never heard of the Niled River. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's so contrived. Dingo. What? I was saying dingo might be a good replacement for delta. I guess it sounds a lot like the word bingo. It also sounds a little bit like tango. How about daiquiri? That has kind of a NATO alphabet feel to it, actually, but it's a bit long. You don't like these three-syllable ones. I kind of do. And daiquiri's a pretty easy three-syllable word to say as they go. And if you want, we could copy the alpha misspelling and spell it with like a K in the middle instead of a Q-U-I. Then I hate it. <laughs> Dagger? Mm, no, it's not a good sound. No. Yeah, let's go with daiquiri. I'm not sure we really need to replace Delta, though. I'm really concerned about the fact that this is supposed to be something you say on an airplane. I think the airline should change its name. That's how we should solve this. To daiquiri? Yeah. Daiquiri Airlines. All right, fair enough. Yeah, because they have to keep it starting with D. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, people would be confused. <laughs> we'll give Delta a four, and then we'll recommend that the airline change their name to Daiquiri Airlines. Delta, if you're listening, our brand consulting services are available. We're like madmen over here. Yeah, why are we wasting this stuff on a free podcast? <laughs> I don't know. So, 
Echo. Echo. I don't know how I feel about Echo. Well, you like when they use Greek letter ones, right? What about when they use minor characters from Greek mythology? Yeah, it has a similar classical reference going. Do you really think it's a reference to the character Echo and not to the eponymous phenomenon of sound recurrence? Well, the recurring sound thing is named after the nymph Echo. I understand that, but it doesn't... Okay. All right. I feel like Echo... What score did we give Delta? Four? 3.5? I don't think we gave it a score, but let's say that. We gave it a 4 or a 3.5 non-specified. 3.8. Oh, this is opening the door to all sorts of score nuance now. Four. Oh, fine. Delta gets a 4. Echo gets a 3.5. Sounds right. F. Wait, I want to note before we move on to F that the most common criticism I think we received about our original alphabet rankings was that we were shockingly inconsistent in what standards we applied. And we are doing nothing to fix that. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we would penalize a letter for having too many sounds that it could make, and sometimes we would give it extra points. Sometimes we would complain if it was a curly letter. Sometimes we would give it extra points. We are similarly here being capricious in the distribution of points. Just flagging that now. So, F. Foxtrot. Five. If we give it more than five, I would insist on that. Yeah, this is one of the more exciting ones. I kind of wish that every single one of these entries was a dance. Or a comic strip. B as in box step. F as in foxtrot. T as in tango. Oh, we got that one. (laughs) I'm not sure you could get one for every letter. Two ways to make this happen. One, you change all the ones that aren't dances already to be dances. Two... You invent new dances, one corresponding to each and every entry on the uh, phonetic alphabet. Sorry, international radio telephony spelling (laughs) alphabet. You get people to dance the bravo and see if it catches on. So Foxtrot gets five. Yeah. If you were trying to sell someone on the idea of the spelling alphabet, this is one of the preview letters you would show them. Yes. To get them excited. In addition, Foxtrot is one of three that gets bonus points for being affiliated with the greatest Wilco album. I'll wait till we get to Hotel and Yankee to reveal what the other two letters are. It'll be a fun surprise. (laughs) In the title of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Okay, so Foxtrot gets a five. Next up is G, golf. That's as zero. It's one syllable. It's not a good word. It's kind of an awkward one to say when you're trying to just say it on its own. Like in a sentence, I never have trouble with it, but golf, that feels odd. Grizzly. Gangrene. Gandalf. Gangrene is a bit negative. Gandalf is good. You might run into legal troubles with the Tolkien estate. (laughs) Is the international radio telephony spelling alphabet even the sort of thing that can run into legal trouble? I feel like it's the sort of thing that gets picked by a committee that would be nervous about that sort of thing. Golfer. Gimli. Gopher. I'm trying to think of other words that the Tolkien estate would block. Wasn't Gimli son of Gloin? Yeah, oh, Gloin too. Gloin would be a horrible choice, though, because it's like one and a half syllables or whatever. That's how you do it when there's a diphthong, right? <laughs> sure. They count for one to half. <laughs> what was your actual suggestion that I missed? Golfer. Ugh, no. I like it better than golf. Oh, no, that's true. It's an improvement. Golf cart. No, <laughs> stop. Nothing golf-based. Now that's all I can think of. Hey, what about gamma? That's not bad, but I feel like just going with Greek letters is kind of the easy way out. What about... Garish. Eh. <laughs> Gilded? Golden? I guess they shouldn't be adjectives. Yeah, if you go with golden, then the question is, why not gold? Guppy? Guppy's good. I actually like guppy best of all so far. Are we definite on a hard G instead of a soft G? I think so. Okay. It's more distinctive of G. Yeah. Guppy. I actually think guppy's the best. 
Yeah, I like it more than golf here. All right, so we're upgrading it to guppy. I know I've been criticizing the idea of three syllables, but one isn't a great choice either. Right, no, two is ideal. Three is permissible in some contexts. One, not okay. So I guess having the syllable count vary between these a little bit is a good way of keeping the words distinguishable from each other. Maybe. If they're all the same number of syllables, then that lets you get into kind of a rhythm if you're saying them. Grumble. Grumble would be a good. Yeah. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Grumble. How about Gumby? Oh, we can't use Gandalf because there would be legal considerations, but Gumby. How about Gumbo? Gumbo could be good. That's legal. Isn't he that detective? You always see the crime take place at the beginning and then you just watch him try and figure it out? Columbo? Ha <laughs> that's right. His name doesn't start with a G. <laughs> I thought that's what you were saying. You thought I was suggesting Columbo for <laughs> G? Or... <laughs> no, I mistook. I thought Gumbo was part of his name. I forgot that it was Columbo and not something ending with Gumbo. Columbo is his last name, first name Gumbo. <laughs> Gumbo Columbo! I'm crying. This is ridiculous. probably will oh my god i'm like tearing up i don't know why that was so funny <laughs> okay so h hotel hotel i also enjoy because of his association with yankee hotel foxtrot a really good album by wilco also i feel like it's a word that people are going to be familiar with even if they don't know very much english yes like that's on the beginner travel vocabulary stuff now, do you think that we should change it to hostel out of respect for people who can't afford to stay in like a real hotel? No, because there's potential spelling confusion there with the adjective hostile. I mean, people don't have to spell the telephony words, though. They're saying them out loud in contexts where they can't see what's been written. Because if they could see what's been written, the whole point of the <laughs> international radio telephony spelling alphabet would be subverted. Yeah, but still, if you're saying one of these words, you want to be clear what word it is. And if there are two words you know that sound very similar, that's kind of an issue. If they both start with the letter H, it's less of an issue. True. So what's our rating for hotel? I'm okay saying four and a half. Yeah, it seems good. Maybe four or four and a half. It's not up to five range, but it's quite good. Are you giving it a disjunctive grade? I'm saying those are the two grades I'm considering. So if you feel like four and a half is better, then that's our grade for it. Okay, well, the Morse code for the letter H is four dots, so let's just say four. Deal. Note, we will not use the Morse code consideration in any other cases. Right, we're not going to give E a one. I mean, Echo a one. What did we give Echo? I think we may have given it a- No, we gave it a three. That's right. So, I. India. India. This is an interesting one. It's three syllables. Right, it's three syllables, but it's a very short three syllables. Right. It's kind of interesting having a country name in this. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. It's a country name that isn't one I normally associate with NATO. True. I guess, is it better or worse if the country name in the NATO alphabet is not part of NATO? I guess better. 
less confusion. But I feel like indigo would be a slight improvement on India as an option here. Yeah, and it's pretty close. You wouldn't have to change as much. But let's see if there's a good two-letter. Two-syllable. Two-syllable. Iron. Yeah. Inning. Ingot. Icicle. That's three, but... Ipswich. Iffy. Illin. Most of these are terrible. I like ingot. Ingot? Alright. So, we'll give India a bad grade. Like a 2.5? Yeah. It's not horrible, but I think it's just that I is a hard letter to do this for. I think I like indigo here, actually, because the sound of the word India isn't part of the problem. It's just weird to have a country name. Agreed. So indigo or ingot is our replacement. India gets a 2.5, but we wouldn't even give our replacement anything above... No, those aren't good. Like a, a, yeah, there's no good I words. Maybe we should just get rid of the letter I. That's an option. Yeah, let's merge it with J again. Yeah. Julius for I. <laughs> yeah. The letter for J is Juliet, or the international radio telephony spelling alphabet <laughs> entry for I. For J. <laughs> I should be for Ursa. <laughs> I-R-S-A, Ursa? Yeah. That's a good call. One of these spelling words is an acronym. Instead of saying I, you say I-R-S-A. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to J. J, Juliet. And I'd like to note they have misspelled the name Juliet. Yeah, what's going on there? They have done the mashup between the spelling that's J-U-L-I-E-T and the one that's J-U-L-I-E-T-T-E. They have two T's, but no terminal E. Yeah, the single T is the Shakespearean way, right? I believe so. And I guess Shakespeare is kind of all over the place with his spelling, but when people are talking about that character, it's spelled with one T. Yeah, I would say this is getting a bad score. I'm going to recommend we replace it with jump rope. Would you give this a good score if it were Juliet spelled a normal way? No, I don't like using people's names. Though when you hear Juliet, you do think J. The same is true when I hear any word that begins the letter J. What about juice? Yep. All right, then. I think jump rope is a good J word. I like jumbo better. It's quicker. Jumbo? Yeah, like large jumbo. (laughs) For instance, if somebody were to somehow use a ray that made a detective larger than they normally were, you'd have a... Jumbo gumbo (laughs) columbo. Okay. Jumbo wins for that reason. Wait, did we go with gumbo for G? Because if we did gumbo for G, we cannot recommend jumbo for J. We went with guppy. Okay, good. Guppy and jumbo are far enough apart, that's okay. Yeah. Let me be clear. I think gumbo and jumbo are both perfectly fine for the reason that they perfectly articulate the difference between G and J. Now, you want them to sound different in more than just starting phoneme. I know, I know. Like, the whole point of this is that the overall word sound is distinctive. Right. Okay. So we're recommending... Jumbo. (laughs) Jumbo. Maybe we shouldn't recommend that because it's a problem if you're spelling something out and in the middle of it you start laughing because you're imagining a detective with a funny name. Here's the problem. That's going to be for now on anytime I use any of these. We need to go back and make D Dumbo for when Gumbo Columbo is writing a Jumbo Dumbo. Oh, what score are we giving to Juliet? Two and a half, let's say. I'm going to say two. Two is good. Yeah, I would maybe give it a three if it were spelled correctly, but we bumped alpha down a full point grade for being misspelled. We should do the same here. That's true. Okay, K. Kilo. That one's good. I got no complaints. 
Yeah, it's kind of an international feel. It does. It reminds us of the fact that we don't use the metric system. I mean, which is exactly what an international element of something should do. It's a strong K sound. I think in Spanish, this is one of the few sorts of situations where the K comes up. Yeah. Okay. I say four, actually. Only a four? I would have thought if we have no complaints, 4.5. I don't think it's that great. It's not like Foxtrot or correctly spelled alpha level. All right, four it is. All right, Lima. If naming after a foreign country was weird, I feel like naming after a particular foreign city is also weird. What if it had been Lima, like Lima beans? It's clearly indicated that it's Lima, as in Peru. I know, but they could have changed the pronunciation but not the spelling and made it a type of bean. Isn't that bean named after the city in Peru? I'm not sure. That sounds likely, though. I don't like the place name aspect to this one either. Laser. That's exciting. I know. I can't believe laser's not on the list already. We have x-ray further on, so they can't be opposed to it in principle. (laughs) I feel like somebody who would object to laser would also object to x-ray. I agree. So laser is our recommended replacement for Lima. How many points does Lima get? How many points did India get? I think this is about the same. Okay, let's not try and remember. Let's just say it's the same number of points we gave India. Yeah, our listeners can figure out that puzzle. It's a logic puzzle. What they need to do is deduce the point value for Lima from the information that it is the same as the point value for India and the previously stated point value for India. Well, eventually we'll give out ratings like, this one gets as many more points than India as Alpha did over Echo. Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. M. Mike. Ugh. You're saying that because it's one syllable, but I like this one a lot more than I liked golf. It is better than golf. It's hard to be worse than golf, but it's still not a good entry. What if you assume that this isn't like the name Mike, it's like a microphone? Does that make it better? Well, then they've misspelled it. Some people spell it M-I-C and some people spell it M-I-K-E. Okay. It doesn't make it that much better. That is a thing, though. If this were Mike as in short for microphone, then that would make spelling it out confusing and contentious. Yeah. I think milk would be better than Mike. Milk? Milk. If we're giving this one a new word, we might as well go for two syllables. Right. Milkman. No. Motor. I like motor. You do? Yeah. All right, good. We're set on M. Motor? That's distinctive. There aren't a that sound like that, are there? I don't think so. Okay. N. November. God. This is wrong (laughs) in three ways. It is three syllables. It is the name of a month. Why? No idea. And it's also annoying. That's the third way. It's just that I'm finding it annoying. There is something oddly comical about this one. I feel like it needs to be replaced. We need to come up with a new... Yeah. Oh, did we give a point value to Mike? Uh, it was... Let's say two. Okay. So November... Actually, this raises an interesting question. What if Jay had, instead of Juliet, been July? That would have been a lot better. Yeah. See, I don't think month names are necessarily bad. I just think November is a particularly bad choice. Well, maybe for N, then it should be, uh, like, August or something. What should be August? N. N as in August? (laughs) Yeah. Do we need to go over what this alphabet is for again? (laughs) No, I think we're okay. I feel like you want some really surrealist thing where N is for August and G is for Colombo. I do. That would be awesome. The Salvador Dali's international radio telephony (laughs) spelling alphabet. Okay. So, good N-word. Nugget. Nectar. Nectar. I like nectar. Napalm. That's a bit too military. Is there one that sounds like nectar already? Oh, Victor. Yeah. 
And I think Victor's good. Yeah, I like it. We'll get into that later. Okay. I think for the redesigns, we should assume everything else is staying fixed. Come up with a new one that still works. Okay. Nature. Ugh. Nurture. <laughs> Novel. Novel is good. Noble. Yeah, Noble works. Oh, wait. Can we go back to M? I want to recommend Mumbo, as in Mumbo Jumbo. We're done with M. <laughs> and then still have JB Jumbo. Is that the spelling alphabet where everything rhymes? <laughs> yeah. I like Noble here. Noble works. Okay. O for Oscar. I don't like the name ones. We've already said. No, but this one is named after the famous award. I wish I could punch you right now in the face. The famous award is not actually called an Oscar. It's called the Academy Award. Yeah, but that doesn't start with O. So they had to go with Oscar. I see. Oval. Did you say opal or oval? The shape. I think I like opal better. How about ozone? That's good. That's definitely not confusable with any of the others. Yeah. Very O sounding. It starts with O, which Oscar doesn't. All right, so we're upgrading Oscar to ozone. People who like thinking about the Academy Awards when they hear words spelled out will be unhappy. People who like thinking about the ozone when they hear words spelled out will be much happier. It's a trade-off, but I think it works. What's our rating for Oscar? 3.25? I think just three. Sure, that works for me. P. Papa. Dislike. Yeah. I think I'd prefer Padre, to be honest. Papa is an odd word. It feels too colloquial for this. Yeah, impersonal. How about Pontiff? P as in Pontiff. How about Poncho? Poncho is good. That reminds me, you should start a line of novelty rainwear called No Sale Poncho. No Sale Poncho? Yeah, my gimmick will be that I won't sell them. <laughs> That's a good point. No, it should be rental. You should do <laughs> rainwear rentals. And it could be situated right outside that restaurant I recommended you start called No Salad Honcho. If you can't afford to just buy a poncho outright, try a no-sale poncho. No, no, no. It's, here's the idea. You sell it during the raining season. Well, not sell it. You rent them out during the rainy season. To people who are like, I'm not going to pay for a poncho just because it happens to be raining this one day when I'm out. You just rent it out to them for like one third the cost of buying a poncho. Are ponchos expensive to buy? I don't know. I'm guessing they're not. Umbrellas are really expensive during a rainstorm. Also, not during a rainstorm. Yeah, umbrellas are surprisingly expensive. I mean, umbrellas are a much more sophisticated piece of equipment than a poncho is. A poncho is essentially a plastic bag with a hole in it so you don't choke. Umbrellas have, like, mechanical elements that mechanize. Spring-loaded. Umbrellas also break really frequently for that same reason. Yeah. A poncho is going to last, so rent one. I think there's a conspiracy behind the umbrellas, and we need to send in a detective to help sort things out. So getting back to Papa. Yeah, so Papa gets a three. I don't care. I guess it's whatever. I'd say three and a half. I think it's better than India. Fine, three and a half. Did you remember how much we gave India? Three. We're giving it a half point greater than India. Yeah. Which is equivalent to a half point greater than Lima. Lima was a three? Lima, we assigned the same score as India, whatever that was. Okay. It's weird that you forgot India three letters ago, but remember it now. That's what's weird. I think if we had been writing down our grades as we went, it would have taken less time. <laughs> that's probably true. What letter are we on now? Q for Quebec. Right, and this is pronounced... That's the French way of saying it, right? Quebec, yeah. Just like they had the French way of saying Charlie. Yeah, is this meant to be for use in French as well as English? I don't know. I mean, I know it has international in the full name, but... The phonetic pronunciation given for the word three is T-R-E-E. -E. I kid you not. Right, but that's just something like calling nine, nine, or... Oh, that's true. One, two, three, four, five, 
678-6789-0. Yeah, it's like CB radio style, which I guess is one place where this exact thing is used in general. Right? So it's not so much CB radio style as CB radios are international radio telephony spelling alphabet style. Someone should make a supercut of every time you say the full ridiculous name of this alphabet. I have a prediction about which of our listeners might do that, but I will keep it secret for now. Alright, so Quebec, it's another place name. It's a more NATO location than the others. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like it better than the others because it's a fun word with the Q in there, but that's going to be true of any word we choose for Q. Like, if we put Qatar or Quito, they'd be fine as well. What about QWERTY? QWERTY's good. I like QWERTY. Or Qbert. Again, trademark issues. <laughs> Q as in Qbert. Alright, so not Qbert. This is an awkward one if you're spelling out, I don't know, if you're in Vancouver and you're spelling out the name of something, it's confusing. Quicksand. That's an exciting word. It goes in there in the list with laser and x-ray. Right, this is a good way to get the kids interested in the international radio telephone thing. <laughs> international radio telephony spelling alphabet. Ursa, it's not that <laughs> hard. I'm making zero effort to learn that. <laughs> I feel like you're actually putting positive effort into not learning it at this juncture. All I know is I went into this knowing how to say NATO phonetic alphabet, and I feel like you're spending the whole time belittling that skill. I spent a good portion of the time laughing at a confusion over Columbo's name. <laughs> Combo Columbo. <laughs> okay, so do we like quicksand better than Quebec? Yeah. All right, what are we giving for Quebec? Three and a half? Three and a half isn't bad enough that we want to replace it, is it? You know, let's give all the place names the same rating. Okay, so this is being assigned whatever we gave to India and Lima. For those of you just tuning in... <laughs> sorry, I'll stop doing that every episode. I don't know if you let it through every episode, but I've been making that joke every episode. Right now it's a callback, because the first time I did the joke was this... Oh, it was the alphabet rating episode. Yeah, it's topical here. Alright, R. Romeo. Romeo. Alright, so this is probably why Juliet is in the list, but I don't know why it was misspelled. Man, what if it was all Shakespearean references? I would be down with that. Yeah, O for Ophelia. C for Claudio. I for Iago. O for Othello or Ophelia. Maybe you're allowed to make it up as long as it's from Shakespeare. It's not standardized. <laughs> it's not like a set of names that you have to use. You could use J for Julius, for Julius Caesar, or for Juliet. R could be Romeo or Rosencrantz. Yeah. But more seriously, I think Romeo is not a good R. Well, if we're cutting Juliet, I think we should also cut Romeo. Yeah. It seems wrong to keep just one of them. Yeah, we're giving this two and a half or a three or whatever. Two and a half. Actually, maybe it gets a higher rating. It's a good sound. It's just odd having a person's name that's so strongly linked to a particular character. This might be a bad portion of the episode for me to point out that I have completely abandoned caring about what grade we give things, and I'm just deciding whether or not I like it enough to keep it, and then, if not, what the replacement word should be. Well, the replacement part is the more interesting part of this, I think. Yeah. Rascal. Raccoon. Riddick. Riddick? Like, Chronicles of Riddick? Yeah. Rusty. You know, we don't want adjectives. Riddle. Risqué. Robber. Rubber. Request. Request? You know what? Canon, I'm calling it. We're doing that. Actually, that's a bit that's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Like I kind of dislike having to say welcome to request cast in our intro because that's an awkward sound. All those ST endings. That's part of what I liked about the name of our podcast. I think it sounds good. It's just awkward to say. You know you could record yourself saying it once and then just reuse that every time. We'll think about that later.
Radio? Mm, it's confusing because it's part of the official name of the alphabet. The official name that nobody uses. <laughs> I am bringing that usage up a huge amount right now today. Alpha is part of the official name too, but that's not a problem. Not the way they spell it. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> that would be amazing if that was their rationale. So A is for alpha. No, wait, this is for an alphabet. People get confused. I know, we'll misspell everything. <laughs> Racket. Rubber. Ripple. You already said rubber. No, I said robber. Oh. Rubber is better than robber. All right, rubber it is. Rubble. No, we already agreed on rubber. How about robble robble, like the Hamburglar? <laughs> okay, I will agree to robble robble, even though it's four syllables instead of two. Yeah, but you say it quickly. <laughs> I think rubber is the best of these so far. Yeah. All right. Yes. Sierra. A tribute to some classic adventure games. Or, you know, mountain range or whatever. It's three syllables, so we need to change it. We don't need to, but it's not great. Yeah. Silver. Silver, I like that. It doesn't rhyme with anything, which is a plus here. Is that true? Does nothing really rhyme with silver? Quicksilver, but that's cheating. And also, that's not really a good rhyme. <laughs> yeah. All right, silver it is. Sierra gets a 3.0 or whatever. Two and a half, two, whatever. I'm going to say three and a half. Sure, three and a half, that works. It's a nice sound, Sierra. Tango, we are keeping. Yeah, this is a great one. Five points for tango. Yeah. Oh, R could have been rumba. And S could have been Samba. Well, we wouldn't do both of those. And also then we'd need to change J from Jumbo to something else. Right. Okay, U, uniform. Or uniform. What? That's one of the legitimate pronunciations. It says uniform or uniform. I don't get that. Is that the French way of saying it? Pretend you're French for a minute and try and say something about a uniform. Le uniform. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that was the best test for Frenchness ever. <laughs> So uniform has kind of military associations. Maybe that's part of why it got in. Yeah. It didn't get in just on its own merits. Right. Clearly there was some nepotism involved here. Unit? Unit would be good. In fact, it's a strict improvement because you still have weird military associations. Right, but it's shorter. I will say uniform has more character to it than unit. It's a more interesting word. Yeah. Ukbar? U-Q-B-A-R? Well, that's another place name. It's for a fictional place, though. Does that count? That's a bit better than a real place, yeah. F for Fantasia. N for Neverland. Or Narnia. We're just playing categories at this point. Uh, yeah, we are. That was the stealth request. This person actually wanted us to play categories on the podcast. A really boring version of categories. Okay, so you... I think unit's a good improvement, though. Over uniform. Unicorn? Yeah. Yeah. Youth. Uphill. Oh, uphill's awful. It's very distinctive sounding. Yeah, it doesn't at all sound like you're saying uphill. That's not one of these words. I'm just saying, it's not distinctive sounding. Urethra? No, that's not what I want to think about while I'm spelling things. <laughs> Uterus. I don't think we want to go too medical with these. Um? Um. Clever idea, but it's too short. Also confusing if you're spelling something out and you say um between two <laughs> letters. <laughs> How about uh-oh? Uh-oh is a good two-syllable word that starts with a U. It is, but it's also something that you might accidentally say in the middle of saying other things. Try spelling something with uh-oh. Spell the word bundle for me using the international radio telephony <laughs> spelling alphabet. Bravo, uh-oh, November. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't like that. So uniform gets a low rating, let's say two. Yeah. And let's change it to unit because that's a pretty easy change to make. And wasn't ridiculous. Right. It wasn't something like, oops, I accidentally said the previous letter wrong. Disregard what I'm <laughs> saying right now. It's to stop the code breakers from figuring stuff out. Also, the people who are trying to decode your messages. Okay. V, Victor. I really like this one, but it is a person's name. Do you... No, no. No, I'm assuming it means the person who won. Okay, but you know that Victor as someone's name is part of what went into this. How do I know that? You're assuming that these are people who pick echo to mean hearing something reflected back off of something, right? Yes. And I'm guessing that all of these had their most common usage in mind. When somebody says, to the victor go the spoils, do you look around and say, who's victor? Or do you say, that's a good point, adage, I didn't realize that the winner gets to whatever they want. <laughs> Those are only two options. <laughs> I'm more likely to say the latter. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm... I think seriously, I'm more likely to say the former because it's kind of a dumb joke. I'm pretty sure that outside of that particular figure of speech, Victor is mainly someone's name. I do accept that is also a word for winner. Wait, look at how it's supposed to be pronounced. Victor. It's supposed to be pronounced like you're from Boston. Well, this is international. <laughs> the far off country of Boston, they need to spell things the same way as us. Okay. But I think Victor's good enough that I don't want to change it. It's a good sound. I'm going to give it a four. It would get a five if it weren't also somebody's name. I like four. Though I'm worried that a lot of why I like it is that it's one of these really distinctive letters in the NATO alphabet, like Tango or Foxtrot. But I only think that because it's already in the alphabet. I'm not sure how much of that is based on Victor itself. I mean, I'll put it this way, though. It's not like U is a less usual letter than V. I don't have that association with Uniform or Sierra the same way I do with Tango and Victor. I feel like that's because they are strong choices. Yeah, before we did this podcast, I don't think I would have been able to tell you that those were Sierra and Uniform just offhand. But I would definitely have known Tango and Victor. Or Tango and Cash. Maybe that's what C should be. Alright. Alright, so Victor gets a four. And stays the same. Yeah, we don't need to redesign that one. W. Whiskey. That one's pretty good, too. Yeah. Four points all around. I mean, it's a little odd, given that's a WH one, and some people pronounce that sound a bit differently. I don't. I don't think I do. You know who does? Who? I think the guy in Return to Zork, the computer game, there's a guy who you need to get drunk by having him toast you four times or something ridiculous like that. You have to, like, do four toasts with him. Oh, yeah. And he's all, want some rye? Of course you do. And I think when he says whiskey, he's got a real pronounced WH sound. Whiskey. Whiskey. Okay. And so whiskey is a pretty good choice. Yeah. I think I like it better than whisker. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to X. Oh, wait. One consideration is that whiskey can be spelled two different ways. So maybe that makes it a worse choice. With or without the E? Yeah. Like, I think with the E looks better, but... Sorry, without the E is like if you're saying that something is in a whisk fashion, or what? No, that's... Some people spell whiskey that way. I think it's regional. Oh. Okay. So 3.98 instead of 4. That sounds about right. By the way, these ratings have about a half point margin of error. <laughs> okay, X-ray. So this is kind of a cop-out since it's just saying the letter X followed by something, but for X you don't really have many choices. I'm going to point out that you liked that when I did ozone. Well, that's different. That's just the sound of the letter O. With this, it's literally naming the letter. Oh, I see. 
So, like I said, that's bad, but it's kind of understandable here, because not many words start with X. Xerxes, Xerox. Yeah, the problem there is those all start with a Z sound, though. Like, X isn't a good word-starting sound on its own. How about extreme, with an X-T-R-E-E-M? That's good, assuming that most of the people who use this alphabet are radical teens who know that extreme is not spelled <laughs> with an E at the beginning. Gumbo Columbo in the case of the radical teens. The problem is that if you want to market the spelling alphabet to some stodgy bureaucratic adults as well, they'll hear extreme and think, oh, E, this person must have meant to say echo and mispronounced it. <laughs> So x-rays, we probably can't improve on. Yeah, there's not much space there. But let's give it a 3.5. I feel like it's hard to give this one a rating at all because it's just so tightly constrained. Yeah. I don't think we should give this one a rating on the five-point system. I don't really think that question applies here. Can we give it a score of 2i? I'm giving it a score of not applicable. Let's be clear here. When the people were designing this alphabet, they made 25 choices for what these letter words should be. X had to be x-ray. Yeah. Okay. Yankee. I like Yankee a lot. I feel like that's up there with Hotel and Foxtrot. I like it too, and Yankee definitely isn't one that I want to redesign here. I'm just not sure that it gets like a 5. Alright, but it's not getting below a 4.5. Sure. Because Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. By the way, the outro music for this episode or whatever should be one of the songs off that album, and I'll tell you which one later. Okay. Our audience will just be surprised when they hear it. I'll leave this bit in. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying they won't get to know what it is until the end of the episode. Can they wait that long? We're only at the letter Y. Okay, Z Zulu. It's kind of a weird choice, but it's another pretty distinctive one. Yeah. Like, this is another one that's recognizably the NATO radio telephone alphabet word. <laughs> International radio telephony spelling alphabet. Why do you hate NATO? I don't. I just don't have any reason to think that they are involved with this. The alphabet was inspired by them and dedicated to them. No, it was originally developed by the International Civil Aviation Organization, and then was later adopted by many international and national organizations, including, but not limited to, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. What about zebra? Zebra's pretty good. I mean, that's kind of the obvious choice, right? Like, kids' alphabet books always end with zebra. Yeah. I mean, I think there's anything better than zebra. Zamphir, master of the pan flute. Zipper? That might be better, actually. Alright, so we're gonna recommend Zipper. Does that conflict with any others? Because Zipper is less distinctive sounding than Zulu. Wait, hear me out. Zum- No, Zumbo. I'm not hearing you out. <laughs> I don't know that we should replace Zulu. It's a little bit weird in a couple of ways, but it is really distinctive. Right, it gives the alphabet some character. Yeah. Alright, so we'll leave it at Zulu. Sure, but let's not give this one too high a rating. Maybe like 3.5? Sure. I didn't hear what you said, but I agree with it. All right, so that's all 26 letters. Wait, what's the radio telephoner's letter for thorn? For <laughs> thorn? I think it's a thimble. It's not the word thimble. It's just an actual thimble. Now, it should be a voiced TH. It's the sound TH followed by an actual thimble. So thanks for listening to our review of what some people would call the NATO phonetic alphabet. What would more accurately be described as... The United Nations CB Radio Spelling Guide. The International Radio Telephony Spelling Alphabet. Ursa. <laughs> Tune in next time for the adventures of Gumbo Columbo, Detective, on RequestCast. RequestCast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at podcast.requestcomics.com. 
or visit our forum at timevan.com. Summer. She fell in love with the drummer. She fell in love with another. She fell in love.